Hey beautiful creatives! Surprise! I have an extra episode for you this week. I couldn't help myself but to just put this out in the world because it's too good not to share. I was fortunate enough to sit down with Mayfair, an author, speaker, coach and podcaster whose zone of genius lies in goal setting. Her journey is pretty amazing from studying law to the life experiences that led her to writing her first book to the thriving coaching business that she has today. She's always dropping truth bombs and nuggets of wisdom on her social channels and I was so fortunate to have her come on and share all about this for the podcast. So I hope that you enjoy learning all about goal setting, why it's important, the process of making manifest, we dive into abundance, money, what to do when you feel like your goals are selfish, plus so much more. Welcome to the Conscious Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Yanara, also known as Yen Ceramics. I'm a soulpreneur, potter, and advocate for conscious creation. These episodes will be all about conscious conversations on all things creativity, confidence, finding your state of genius, energy, and unpacking the paradigms that are keeping creatives stuck in a state of struggle. We will share conversations with friends to dive even deeper into all the juicy things and you will walk away from each episode with tangible tips and truth bombs that will support you on your journey to live a conscious and creative life. I am so excited to be bringing this podcast to you. Are you ready? Let's dive in. I am so excited to have you on my podcast. Welcome. Thank you. So good to be here. So, um, so I'm going to kick it right off. And I'm coming to know you as many others probably are too, as the 20-something coach. You've just launched an incredible podcast. You've been a mentor for quite some time. I'd love to know, was there a specific moment that you can reflect on where you decided to start your coaching business or to start your podcast? Tell me about that journey. Yeah. Sure. So, um so I have to rewind a bit for it to make sense. So I think pretty much most of my life, uh, my goal was pretty much go to law school, um, get like a good job as a lawyer in the city and make loads of money. Like that's just like, I never really questioned that. Um, my parents always said, oh yeah, you'll be a lawyer. And I was like, yeah, I'll be a lawyer. Why not? Um, and I figured it would give me the kind of lifestyle that I wanted. So I didn't really question that. So 2016, um, got into top, top law school, and I was like, okay, cool, my purpose is set, and I have to think about anything. Um, and then I went to university, um, or like college for some people, um, and it was just like a battlefield of experiences, basically. Like life, God was just like, okay, like this is going to be the place um, where we grow you. Um, and a lot of the times, like it felt like breaking. So during that time, I had um, a failed engagement, so like fell in love with this guy, and that all fell apart. Um, and then I was all, like while I was at university early on I was sexually assaulted and then my mental health just ended up taking like a complete downward spiral um, and I remember being at this point of basically rock bottom if anyone can relate to that and 
I realized like my law degree didn't fulfill me like this thing that I put like all of this weight on like this is what I was gonna do it didn't make me want to get up in the morning um because at that time I was suffering really badly from anxiety um so it was like around three o'clock in the morning I wasn't sleeping and I remember just kind of looking up um and I was like I don't think I can do this anymore like I don't I don't want to um I just couldn't do life like this anymore. Like it no longer became like meaningful um, or fulfilling. So I remember just looking up and I was like, God, just give me like a reason to live. Like give me like something that my breath is for. And if you give me this thing, I promise I will do it with my whole heart. Um, And then it's interesting because I think that seems like a big moment, but it wasn't like revealed all at once. So the day after that, um, I went to the library to write a lecture that I was supposed to be working on. And four hours had gone by and I looked down and it wasn't my essay I was writing. Um, I was just writing my thoughts. Um, And that turned out to be my first book, The Becoming, which talks about how sometimes the journey of becoming, what you're created to be can feel like um, breaking. So I started writing that, not even realizing it was a book. Like I just knew that like after, I kind of I guess said that prayer like (laughs) in a desperate attempt like for something I had all of this that was just exploding in me so I started writing that book um and then the day after actually I put the last word on that book went downstairs just speaking to one of my housemates and I'm the type of person who like if you tell me like a goal that you have I'm like okay cool let's sit down like make a plan for it um, I, do, I love that like I love when I see like someone with stars in their eyes and they're like talking about something they want to do uh, so anyway just telling me about this thing um, and then she asked me to be her life coach uh, and at the time I thought like what a weird thing to say like I think she just said it because she meant like you're really good at giving advice like she didn't mean anything too much by it um, but something like it kind of triggered something in me so I was like let me just like look up what this thing was because I barely knew what coaching was I didn't know anyone around me like who was a coach I didn't really think it was a career um, but I googled what coaching was and it was like I'd stumbled upon like the thing and I realized like this was it like to help people to um, figure out what their breath was for and live it out um, in a way that was true to them um, and then it kind of started from there like I googled it and I was like yeah this is it and I always say like if you're trying to get to your next level you're trying to evolve the best thing you can do for yourself is do the opposite of what you naturally would do so naturally I was inclined to do like a bunch of research like can you figure this thing out but I was like no jump straight into action literally um called this guy like who I knew he was a friend of my brother's and he was a boxer at the time and I know that requires quite a lot of mental toughness so I was like hey I can see like you're doing a lot um in terms of like personal development and like growing yourself mentally can I be your life coach for a bit um just free I'll give you like a couple sessions see how it goes before I could like duck out of it and he was like yeah sure um and it was time for our first session I was like I don't really know what I'm doing but um I did it anyway and like I remember getting to the end of the call and I literally had like just chills because I was like I've never felt this I've never felt so me like nothing has ever felt so me on me like with my degree with anything else like it was fine but like it just never really felt like okay this is me felt like this is your call um and then from there like the journey just kind of continued and you've already spoken a little bit in that about goal setting and so I'd love you to talk a bit more about that and why goal setting is in your opinion so important yeah sure um so I think when you 
really boil down you know what a goal is what the act of setting a goal um and actually achieving it is it's an act of creation really um because creation is to is to dream a thing and then watch it manifest um and that's whether that's a big goal whether that's a small goal setting goals and achieving them is creation um and when you think about on a small level we do this pretty subconsciously like say it was i'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and make a cup of coffee that's a goal right but like I just do it like you almost like do it like automatically so you don't think about it but really it's you thought about this thing um and then you did the necessary actions to make that manifest um but it becomes a lot more important when you're thinking about let me call them bigger goals um but that's like a, a um a term that I'm kind of playing with because I actually I think it skews sometimes like our belief in how much we can achieve when we call goals big goals and small goals but let's go with it so small goals and when you think about it but when it comes to bigger goals that process um of creation has to be a lot more um focused right um and i always say the language of creation is actually intention that's where it starts out we don't really think about it again when we're doing small goals but when we're working to achieve unrealistic goals and that's why i always say and I'm coaching people on right now to achieve their most unrealistic um, life and business goals. When we're talking about those goals, um, we have to be like fluent in the language of intention. So intention um, isn't this flaky thing that we often start with when we think of a goal, which is, okay, I kind of want to do this. It would be really nice to do this. Intention is, this is what I'm putting my weight on. This is what I want to see made manifest. And this is what I have the faith for. And putting it out there um, and that's where every goal that's where every goal begins so a lot of the times that's where I spend most times like with my clients on like getting really really clear on their intention like if I through your words can't understand like what it is that you're trying to make manifest then you probably don't understand it so we get crystal clear on like what's the thing you're trying to bring um, to life and I think that's hugely important because it's part of our fulfillment like I honestly think um, our truest our deepest nature is as creators like the fact that we have the ability to dream a thing and see it made manifest so the more we engage in that process just for fun sometimes like honestly for me it's like it's just fun um and that's how i try and create like make goal setting like it's become this like thing of like oh super intense energy um but it's a fun process like it's exciting to think i could dream up this thing um and see it happen so i think it, that's the reason i think it's important because it really really taps into our truest nature and i think the more you can act in accordance with that the more exciting and expansive life becomes yeah for sure and i think that having that joy around goal setting it just makes the process so much more enjoyable once you get that intensity yeah. it's it becomes right. a bit overwhelming at times you think oh gosh can i actually do this so mm -hmm. i love what you're saying about having those higher uh, more joyful energies around that definitely a hundred percent um because it's like you say like i think your and your energy matters um your energy matters everything like when you're going into well, when you're doing anything because how you do anything is how you do everything but especially like with, with goal setting like you get to pick um how you look at it and i think it, it just feels completely different um setting you know massive like unrealistic goals and working towards them from a place of I get to do this because this is who I am rather than I feel obliged to do this because I'm this age or whatever else it is it's just doing it because it's kind of who you are and part of your nature definitely so what would be your three top tips then that you share about goal mm -hmm. setting 
yeah sure um so I think the first one that comes to mind is only set goals that are in alignment with yourself and what you really want because I think often we have this pressure to have like a, a list of goals which sound really really good like sound like goals that you should have like if it's like get more healthier like read more books like I don't know start a business financial freedom I'm like okay cool got my goals um but for goals to really carry any weight and for us to even like step into that process um they have to really be aligned for you like they have to be things that kind of make your soul kind of jump out and sometimes like not all goals are like a hell yeah sometimes it's just like yeah like I want to do this for me um but like you have to be on some spectrum of okay cool I'm doing this for me like I'm not it has to be a process kind of like removing like the BS like do I actually want this or is this something that I've kind of been told um that I should have so I think that's the first thing like questioning and asking yourself is this a goal that I want or is it a goal that other people have kind of told me to have for example with my law degree it was something that pretty much kind of instilled into me cool you're gonna be a lawyer um and I realized it wasn't what I wanted so I think you waste a lot of time with goals when you work towards stuff that ultimately aren't in alignment with what you want and sometimes it's like you figure them out as you go right like you think you wanted something and it turns out to lead to the next thing completely fine but I think um it's maybe not the best thing like to set a goal that isn't really in line with you in the first place so that's the first thing I would say make sure your goals are things that you actually um want to achieve um number two um I would say with goal setting is always anchor your goals to um action steps or non-negotiables um so again if I use the example of um losing weight so say someone's goal was starting at lose five kgs um in a month cool that's a goal you've got your intention there fine um but that doesn't actually put any onus on you like that's just it's an elusive concept at this point okay cool lose five kgs it doesn't give me any commands about what I should do so that's what I'm really referring to when I say non-negotiables what's my command like what's my part in this creation process and being really clear on that because it's those action steps that move us forwards so it's taking okay cool what's my goal and then converting that to what's the action steps that I need to take and then converting those action steps to non-negotiables so cool if we go with the lose 5k examples um, the action steps you may need to do is eat healthier um, and get more active okay cool so then what are my non-negotiables if it's I'm going to go to the gym three times a week I'm going to drink two liters of water anchor it to things that you are absolutely going to do um so I think that's the second thing uh, make sure your goals are anchored to non-negotiables or I always call them like commands to yourself I think it's the worst thing in the world like to have like a thing on a wall which is like, okay cool make six figures or do this but when you read that, that doesn't ignite you into action. When you read that, you don't automatically see, okay, cool, what's my part in this? Like, what's Mayfair's part? What's Shanara's part in this? Um, so, ankle goals to action steps. Oh, and the third tip. Um, I think the third tip goes back to kind of um, what we were talking about with the energy. Like, be really excited about it. Like, I think um I always encourage people to write their goals down. But when you have your goal written down, like, make sure when you read it and it excites something in you or awakes something in you and it's not like dread when you look at it um because that's probably a sign that you may need to like uh i'll like maybe do some visualization around it like so often it's not the goal that's exciting it's what the goal brings you so if it's six figures 
and this greater impact that could bring you or more freedom focus on those things because a lot of the time people have six figures written down which is an exciting goal but they look at it and they just think dread and they think oh my gosh like all this work but um make sure every time you read that goal um, it excites something in you. So that comes one from visualization. Um, and then two, actually looking at the goal. Again, it goes back to, is this a goal that I want or is this a goal that I feel like I've been told to have? Because there's nothing wrong with, with breaking goals down. Sometimes it's just that, not that that goal is impossible, but you may need to break it down in a way that feels like, okay, cool. This feels like ease for me right now. So yeah, so those are my three tips. I'm like sitting here nodding along thinking, oh my goodness, I need to like grab a pen and paper and take notes. This is amazing. And I love so much of these tips that you're saying. It it makes it feel far less overwhelming because sometimes goals mm. that can be, um, you almost put a lot of pressure on yourself really to right. make these crazy goals and then to hit them. And you've even mm -hmm. spoken about it as setting these unrealistic goals. So yeah. what does that mean to you in setting an unrealistic goal for yourself? Mm -hmm. So I think um, that term unrealistic for me is about um, like redefining it because it's like one, like who says what's unrealistic? Um, so it's about just kind of like removing it because like anyway, like what we deem to be a realistic goal and an unrealistic goal is um, usually we think by like um, society standards or whatever, like this is like a normal goal. But more often than not, like if you actually do research, our goals aren't usually as crazy as we think. Like there's like a, like a billion other people who have proved that it's possible. Um, so for me, like I use that term like to get people to kind of like get out of their own heads. Like um, I'll be in like a session with someone. I'm like, cool, like what do you really want? And it's like they're almost scared to like say it. And it could, it could be something simple. Like, okay, cool, like I want this job or I want my business to feel like this. But we almost don't want to say it because we've trapped ourselves in that box of this is an unrealistic goal. So it's just saying, okay, cool. you have permission. Like if that's what you want, doesn't matter if it's an unrealistic goal, like let's go with it. Because um, my worst thing is like, I think sometimes we can put ourselves in a trap of working towards a goal that feels realistic, but it's not really what we want. It's lesser than we're actually desiring. And then that comes with that sluggish energy. Um, so that's what I mean when I talk about um, unrealistic goals. I, I think it's just about redefining that, um, and seeing that um, like in this creation process, you honestly get to dream what you want um, and then and then pick. Uh, I honestly think God is always asking me like, as you wish, like as you want. And let me be clear, like I honestly, um, <sighs> sounds crazy to say, but I actually think hitting the goals, especially in the time that we think is the least important part of that whole process. It's actually who you become and how you evolve in that process of working like towards the goals in a way that feels aligned and with your energy and you find that you end up much not even much closer to the goal itself but much closer to you right because you're engaging in like your truest nature I think the more you can tap into who you really are um like if it's like abundance that's one thing that I think is really aligned with our nature if it's a creator the more you can do that the more expansive life feels and that ends up leading to the next thing anyway. Like, so I, I think our true call is to follow our nature and goal setting does that for us. So it's not to say, of course, like the goal with goal setting is to achieve the goal, but even if you don't, like you get so much anyway, right. And life becomes so fulfilling anyway. Yes, definitely. So with your clients then, what do you think is the most common mistake you see with people and their goal setting? 
Mm, that's a really good question. Um, I would say, um, yeah, that, that first thing, not having a clear enough um, intention, having a hazy intention, um, because that's what, like, that's actually just how we've been taught to do goals, like, kind of just, like, think of, okay, cool, what do you want to do? Sat down at the beginning of the year and say, cool, so I want to do. Um, but intention carries so much weight and you can feel it, right? Like when you like when you've reached an intention compared to when it's just like, okay, cool, I kind of want to do this. Intention has a weight um, within your own being because it's like, okay, cool, this is what we're backing our weight on. Um, so I think the biggest mistake, um, at least one of the biggest mistakes I, I find um, people make or my clients come across is they haven't really set a strong enough intention. Um, An intention is really marked by what does that look like? What would that actually look that look like for that to to be alive and to be real in this world, which is why putting a date on it really, really, really matters. Like I'm notorious for being like, okay, cool, just tell me a date. And I'm like, oh, but like that, even if it's like 10 years from now, and it seems like that goal so far away, put a date on it because a date puts it in this reality. As long as something doesn't have a date on it, that's not in this world. Like we function like within time. So just drop it in the timeline of your life somewhere, right? Because now it's it's real. Now it's an intention as opposed to like this elusive quality that's such a good thing to like mm. talk about and I'm really curious abundance yeah. and you've mentioned this with a couple of your tips as well abundance is quite a mm. big topic at the moment particularly for those who are stepping into this world of working for your own business and all of that mm-hmm. what would you recommend to those who are setting money-related goals, particularly for small business owners like you or I? Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, um, I think the first thing to say about abundance, like particularly for um, like small business owners, is when you step out in your dream, like when you step out like to do the thing that you've been called to do, the first, the first truth about who you are that life will try and question is that the fact that you're abundant because you'll be hit with all of this. I'm not enough. I don't have enough. Like whether it's I don't have enough knowledge or I don't have enough um, uh, money. Um, yeah, like it will just be, you'll be constantly bombarded with like, oh my gosh, like I don't have enough this. I don't have enough resources and I'm not enough. Like I'm not enough to do this. Like I feel inadequate. <laughs> so like know that like as a, as a default, like as you step out, that's the number one truth I found like in literally a hundred percent of cases that would be questioned. Um, and then I think when you realize that it's like, okay, cool. Now put your game face on because something, if something's being questioned, that doesn't mean it's not true. Like you are still abundant. And I think that's in fact why it's questioned because it's so innate to who we are and I think when you believe you're abundant you really become unstoppable because you're not stopped by a lot of the obstacles that stop small business owners like not feeling enough or not having enough it's like okay cool I'm operating from who I know I am and then that has to be made manifest whereas a lot of people do it the other way around it's like well this is my circumstance I don't have enough money to do this I don't have enough knowledge to do this and then they kind of retreat back to themselves rather than working from a place of I know I'm abundant and for me right this is the sign that we are abundant is anytime we're in a place of scarcity it's like we're almost like anxious to get back to a place of abundance right like whatever abundance looks like for us like if we don't feel like we have enough it's like an urgency within us to get back to that so that means abundance is actually our default like that's our birthright if we're struggling to get back to it so I think 
um, first is to know that it will be questioned, but number two is to know that it's still your birthright, like beyond a shadow of a doubt, know that abundance is your birthright. Um, and then three, I think, um, it's realizing that um, you never like get wealth, like you never get money, you actually attract it through who you are, like which is why mindset becomes such an important conversation um, to have. Um, so I think for me, like one of the things that I always do, like when I'm trying to reach like an, um, another level of abundance in my business and when I work with other business owners um, is to ask yourself, okay, cool, how would it feel to have this level of abundance? How would it feel? Um, and then, okay, cool. Now we know how it's going to feel. How can you embody that now? Right. Like, and actually anchoring that to a physical act. So for me, it sounds kind of cheesy, but like uh, for me, like I know it'd feel like freedom. I know it would feel like luxurious. So I would just go to London. I'd take myself like to the fanciest hotel and just buy a coffee and I'd like sit and I'd work there and I'd just observe the conversations. And for that day, like I would just act, feel it in my body, the level of abundance of that. And people forget that like when you're trying to move to another level of bondage you often have to put yourself in situations where you're not there yet you're not a full vibrational match for it but I honestly believe you could if you can feel something not just have it as a head knowledge okay cool I want to be a whatever figure coach or business owner but when you can feel it in your body like where you can have even just a split second of like I don't feel the difference between reality and like what's fake right now like this literally feels like my reality. it just takes like a split second of feeling that so now your mind is doing the work for you because it knows what it's working towards because it's like oh, okay cool jackpot it's like when you do something one time your mind starts to do it on like autopilot like rather than like when it's being taught it's like something like driving or whatever if you can feel what it's like to like be driving like confidently your body does the rest of the work for you. your mind does the rest of the work for you and it's the same with goals like if you can feel it in your body that's what embodiment is like in body you're like things happen like so much quicker so i always say to people like be intentional about what do you want your business to feel like how what would abundance actually feel like then okay cool what can you do to feel that and oftentimes it doesn't have to be anything um crazy it could be like I don't know like looking at images of like beautiful apartments or just like uh when I was starting out what I would do is um I knew that okay cool five clients I wanted to work with don't have any clients um but I would say okay cool if in my timetable I did have five clients I would literally for five hours I just work on my coaching business and act as though like I did have those clients um and I just work on my business during that time um so it comes back to the law of acting as if so asking yourself how you want it to feel and then embodying that like even if it's just a split second having that moment where it's like this is actually my reality moves you there um way quicker I love this coming back to how it's how it's feeling and that's something yeah. I've been trying to tap into recently as well as what feels luxurious to me what type of abundance am I actually yes. looking for and so you're talking about mm -hmm. going and sitting in a, in a beautiful hotel and mm -hmm. I absolutely love that because for me it's like oh I'll go and I'll work from my laptop at the beach yeah. or I'll mm -hmm. change my linens on my bed so it's all beautiful yeah. bed so that when I go to sleep every night it feels mm -hmm. amazing like I'm already in that space that I want to be in mm, all the time yeah. but for some they might consider abundance possibly to even be selfish I think for some it's still it's a it's a bit of a trigger it's a bit of a, a sore point for some yeah um, what would you say to people that feel like their goal is really selfish? 
Mm. Yeah, and that's a really good point to mention because I think a lot of people feel like that and I have felt like that as well. And I think um, when you put it down to its root, that feeling comes from feeling like you're taking when you're asking for more abundance like in your business because it's like if I'm asking for more money that means I'm taking from someone um but that actually again is still a thought rooted in scarcity um because abundance the essence of abundance is um there is more than enough not only for me but for all of us there is more than enough we are swimming in more than enough um so there's no taking within that because we that's more than enough like I will have more than enough and the person who chooses to embody um and believe that's their essence as well will also have more than enough um so I think it's realizing like where the thought actually like comes from um and bringing yourself back to that place of like you're not taking because here's the thing like when you call forth for more abundance you put yourself on a different vibration like when you call forth for more abundance in your business so you end up operating with people who also have that belief that they're abundance for example like if it's clients they also embody that belief that they're more than enough so you find that um if you're charging like a fee or whatever they don't see it as taken either they see it as okay cool like I'm abundant and this is what I choose to spend my money on so it becomes like a beautiful exchange rather than you feeling like you're taking from someone those aren't if you're operating on a frequency of abundance you're not going to be attracting people who operate from a place of scarcity and who see what you're doing as taking they actually will end up seeing your services as I'm really happy to spend money on this on your know, products because this is the thing that enhances my life and that's the only value of having money right like the, the only value of having money is that you can exchange it the services or products that enhance your life and that's how the abundant person thinks about money and again so it, it's like a beautiful exchange so when you up level your money mindset you attract people who are also vibrating at that frequency so now everything just becomes super high vibe so like when you're on sales calls with people or when you're selling it's like you don't even feel like selling because you're both just kind of like in an exchange and that's how it should so that's how it should feel so I think it's yeah understanding that you're not taking from people and in any case when you work on your money mindset you also liberate other people right because it, one other people see it and they're like well like where's she vibrating at and then two uh the clients and the customers you end up attracting and vibrating at that level too so that conversation for them doesn't even come about taking as far as they're concerned them engaging with your product or services it feels good for them like they leave not because if you think about when you buy products that have changed your life like it's like you're grateful for those things it's not like that took from me it's like okay cool like that exchange happened but like I've gotten so much from this and you have to trust that that's how your clients and your customers will feel and really ask yourself like for you specifically um like where where does my thought where does my belief that i'm taking come from where does my belief that this is selfish come from and really looking at that it's easy to put blanket affirmations of oh i have more than enough but the best affirmations are the ones that get directly to the core of what are my beliefs around money right like what that that's the first step what are my beliefs around money and then um writing affirmations that are personal to you that directly combat beliefs that don't serve where you're going rather than just kind of getting them off the internet. Absolutely. And every everything is energy. I love this conversation around the energetic exchange of it all. And with that, yeah. you not too long ago, you tripled your prices, right? With your coaching. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, talk me through that process. What, what made you sit down and go, you know what, I'm just going to triple this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> that was an interesting day. So... <clears throat> actually happened like a little bit of a while ago now so I remember I was 
yeah, I had just moved to New York for three months. And I had I had met this lady at like an event. And the following day, like I had a sales call booked with her. So it was like in the evening and I was preparing for this sales call. This sales call. Um, so usually when I'm preparing for like a call, um, I'll just kind of journal and I'll kind of write. If it feels like in alignment, just get like a feel for like what's going on. Um, and another thing that I'll do is like, I'll also like, sounds crazy, but I'll write like an imaginary letter to this client about all of the progress that I've made and how proud I am of them. So anyway, I was doing this process <clears throat> and then um, something like something in me was just like, like change the price. Like it just no longer felt like in alignment, like what I was charging. So I was like, okay. So I was like, okay, cool. What figure should we look at? I was thinking, okay, cool. Yeah, increase it by 50, 100, like whatever. And then the number I came, like it was just, um, I didn't even know how I came with it. It's just the number that felt like in alignment. It happened to be triple my prices. Um, and at first I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> like from where I was coming from I was like I couldn't but um I was like no like this feels in alignment like genuinely like for, for the energy that I know I'm giving and I'm bringing um this is the price that feels in alignment so cool sales call came had a, an amazing conversation with her went super well got to the time of telling her my prices uh and I was still like uh yeah I hadn't fully owned it I was like, I told him my price, and then she was like, Yeah, sure. So, cool. I was like, Okay, this is kind of crazy. Um, and I felt lucky. I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I did it. It was like a, ah! like, we did it. Uh, so, I was like, okay, Cool, dude, you happy? And then two days later, um, she, she emailed me and she was like, Hey, um, sorry about the inconvenience, but I don't really think um, this is something that I'll be able to afford right now after looking at my finances. And so, I was like, No qualms to her, like, whatever. But it caused me to sit down so I was like hmm what went on here um and I realized uh that truly was like the price that felt in alignment for me but when I stumbled on it I hadn't reached like the point and I hadn't yet done that work of um like owning owning that price and like owning the fact that like that's what I deserve to charge so I was able to manifest it because manifesting is actually easy but I wasn't able to keep it so then I started to do the work and okay, cool. If this is the price, and this is a big key, is if that's the price that feels in alignment, if you start there, start there and then do the work to feel like you deserve that. Don't, you know, first of all, feel like you can deserve it and then charge. No, no. Pick what feels in alignment for you because anytime you're charging a price that doesn't feel in alignment for you, it has so many negative um, effects. One, um, for your clients and then two, for you because it just doesn't work like anytime you're doing something out of alignment like it doesn't work you don't feel excited to work for that price like your clients can feel it they're probably not showing up at that price point either um so I think okay cool decide what price point feels in alignment for you and then I had to really do the work of okay cool this is the price that I'm being called for that I have to vibrate at this level I have to vibrate at someone who charges this price so that's when I started doing um all the stuff around imitation so I asked myself okay cool why don't I feel deserving to make x amount a month um so for me it was stuff like um I grew up like my mom's um a nurse so I grew up like seeing how hard she worked but she worked night shifts my dad like worked nine to five so I was associated like um, getting by and making money with working long hours and having to sacrifice and the way that I was doing it didn't feel like sacrifice it didn't feel like crazy long hours so it's like I definitely don't deserve to make this much money 
And then I was like, oh, like you're only 21, you haven't been doing it like that long. Like, who do I think I am to make this much money? So I wrote all of that stuff down. Like, what, wh- why, why don't I believe I can make this? Like, why doesn't this feel in alignment with me? Um, and then I wrote affirmations that directly combated those limiting beliefs that I had around money. And then I didn't just say them, I believe them, like I walk them, I talk them, like every day, like I drill those into myself like that these are new my new beliefs like I brainwash myself with those um with those beliefs um and then every time like it just I started showing up as that coach like I started like showing up as that price like even if people told me oh, I can't afford or whatever I was like well it's fine like this is what feels in line for me it's no qualms to me and I think a lot of people get discouraged when people tell them oh like that's like super high that just means it's a price that's not in alignment for them like it's got nothing to do with you um so now like what I've developed is just like standing like fully in my power of course as a conversation about objective handling or whatever but I know my price is my price and because I own it before like if someone told me like oh I can't afford it I'd feel guilty and I'd be like oh but because I know like this is absolutely my worth and I'm giving 10 times this value like I don't shake like I just have it like it's not in alignment for them it's in alignment for me and that's what um that's what really really matters absolutely and for the creatives that are listening to this like I'm not sure if they've had similar experiences to me but particularly when I was first starting out pricing my work Mm -hmm. was quite possibly one of the most challenging things when it's Mm. your own art and you're going oh my gosh I want to make sure that I'm not, you know, the the struggling artist or stepping Mm -hmm. into that story of being the starving artist or anything like that. But I also don't want to charge too much for my work because I want it to be accessible because I love that everybody can have handmade Mm -hmm. goods in their homes and that it's, you know, on the side of affordability. So Mm -hmm. I'm loving all these things that you're saying and that making sure that it's an energetic and vibrational match because when Mm -hmm. you're calling into that stuff and you're stepping up into that level, things will, things will fall into place and you don't have that emotional attachment when people go, Oh no, like it's not, it's not right for me. I'm absolutely loving that. Mm -hmm. So like, I think exactly like you say, it's having that detachment, like I think it's like going into like whatever a call with like the expectation but a detachment mm. as well absolutely so you've spoken already about having half affirmations gosh getting tongue-tied yes. affirmations <laughs> but there's so many other things as well like vision boards and visualizations yeah. and meditation scripting um yeah you've spoken about some of these already but what do you think are your like ultimate favorite ways to Mm -hmm. support manifestation and goal setting yeah sure so um like I said affirmation is like one of the big ones for me um and then second thing is like anything that involves um a picture rising up in you because um our minds think in pictures if you think about like the the way the mind talks like your brain doesn't think in words um like when you say okay cool six figure coach whatever your brain doesn't really see that as like a thing your mind actually thinks in pictures like if it's like having the freedom to work on the beach or like traveling first class whatever else it is um that's the way that your mind thinks and so the more that you can think in the language of your mind the more that you support manifestation in your mind working for you so anything that kind of evolves and involves um a picture being evoked in your mind and then a picture turns into a feeling in your heart um so things like 
visualization uh so i think i did this with you you know but like uh, asking yourself okay cool what's my goal how would that feel to be living in that close your eyes and literally stay in that meditation until you can pinpoint that and, and it takes a while to get to because it's a different vibration to where you're operating at right so allow that space like um like sit down like if it's like candles this is like your oils like put yourself like in a place where you feel really really relaxed close your eyes and then set the intention to um uh gain a mental picture of what um what your desired manifestation would look like and then how it would feel like um so like i said allow it to take some time because you're literally like switching vibrations so your mind might find it a bit hard to focus or whatever but allow it to take some time um and then when you found the image and it feel like you've stumbled upon like oh this kind of feels like me sitting in it like sit in it until like you've carried that um emotion and that feeling space so visualization and not just doing it like a, a thing on your to-do list like really do it with the intention of feeling this um and then scripting is like another big one because um scripting is an image like for you to like script um example for me like i want to um move to new york eventually and right now it seems like a crazy impossible goal um but i was like okay cool let me script it and i know if i'm scripting it that like it's developing a developing a picture um within me and an emotion like in my heart and when you script um always write it as if like you're you're in it like don't write in the future tense right like i am here like this is what my house looks like and focus on small details um if it's like my doorknobs this color and I'm turning it like those small details have a really powerful um impact so yeah those those are my kind of main things like visualization scripting or like anything that for you um puts a picture in your head and then you can translate that picture into a feeling space mm, absolutely and I remember doing that visualization with you and I'm pretty sure I ended yeah. up just bawling my eyes out afterwards <laughs> Because it was such a powerful experience and you've got a real knack for um, just creating that space for, I, I, for me, especially where I could just dive so deep into what that looked like and felt like. And it's, mm -hmm. it's so powerful and such a surreal yeah. kind of experience. Cause you do, you step into that, that almost other world where it's not, mm. it's not the place that you're at yet, but you know that it's the place that you want to end up. Yes. Um, yeah. Which is, so fun mm. and we've spoken a bit about the energetic exchange and being in alignment with stuff and I'd love to return back to that and mm -hmm. um, dive a bit deeper into why you think being in alignment is so crucial when it comes to goal setting yeah sure um, so again like when we talk about um, alignment just like debunking this term a bit because I think sometimes I've used these terms and we don't really know what they mean so we don't really get the full use of them um but alignment is like this if this is what I want um and my goal is I forget like on a podcast so you can't see what I'm doing but if this is what I want and my goal is in line with this path alignment is simply making sure that I am on that path it doesn't matter how long it will take me it doesn't matter if it's like um, 10 meters of walking or 20 meters of walking am I like on a straight line with that path because oftentimes um, our goal is here and then we're all the way over there so it's like it doesn't matter how long you're walking for you're never going to be like you're never going to be in your goal like you're never going to achieve that thing 
because you're out of alignment with it. The line towards your goal is here and you're here. So alignment is just making sure that I am on a path towards that thing, whether it's going to take me five minutes, 10 years, 20 years. Am I in a line with that thing? That's it. Alignment, like in a line with that thing. Um, so then when you think about it in terms of, um, I don't know, like, for example, like, um, mm-hmm, what's an example? Uh, yeah, like attracting moral um, abundance, like into your business it becomes like a, a, a case of asking yourself, okay, cool, if this is my goal, what's in a line with that? Like, well, what's in accordance like with that and what's not? Um, so personal development, like things like developing your mind, like, it becomes like pretty obvious, like it kind of like demystifies everything like when you look at alignment like that um yeah so I think it's yeah asking yourself okay cool like what's what's the line of my goal and then what behaviors simply don't aid to that like what behaviors aren't in a line with that what behaviors like from my logical mind will never lead me to that path um so most times it's quite obvious and I think again like it's so important with goal setting because um like it makes it possible Right, it, it literally is impossible. Like, if you're doing behaviors that not in a line with where it is that you're trying to go, where it is that you're trying to go. So, I think with goal setting, sometimes you can do more and sometimes you can do less. Like, I always say your best looks different at different times. So, at some point, you may be able to run towards that goal. You may have some days where cool, you can run. Um, and you may have other days like when you're crawling, you may have other days where you're catching your breath on the sidelines, but it just means to be in alignment with it. And it, I think it completely takes the onus off, like where it's like, okay, cool, you don't have to like run every single day, you get to do this from a place of ease, but be in alignment with it. And sometimes alignment looks like resting. Um, and yeah, so I think it just, it helps you to kind of like figure out uh, what it is that you need to be doing. Yeah, totally. So I'd love to switch the pace up a little bit and talk to you a bit more about your creations and your business. I would love to know what impact are you wanting to have in this world through your coaching and through your podcast and all of the amazing things you're doing? Mm. Yeah, so that's really juicy because I think it's a question that I was considering really recently because I think... um, I love to create and I think uh, when you're creating sometimes you can almost get um, you can get like you can move away like from the core of like why you're doing it because it just becomes like a, a habit so I go launch podcast that book like whatever and I was asking myself like what is at the core of all of this for me um, and I think for me right now uh, what feels what feels true to me is just honestly redefining uh, redefining the realms of possibility um yeah like showing people that like that doesn't like just getting people to be in like that childlike state again of like like children don't think like is this possible they're like this is what I want so I think I'm gonna go for it like it's not about if your goals aren't innately like audacious fine and you don't have any desire to fine but I think it's just a really restrictive way to live when we're when we define our goals based on what we think we should have rather than define our goals from a place of like that abundant state that we have that children and body so well um so I think right now everything that I'm doing is about redefining what's possible so like with the podcast calling it the 20 something coach uh for me like being at one point like being 22 year old coach um 
just seemed like impossible like and doing it in like a way that felt really in alignment in a way that felt powerful in a way that felt like I could take myself seriously and consequently other people kind of felt impossible um so I want to help do that for other people working on a book which talks about so many things as well it's literally a guide for the entrepreneur trying to achieve the unrealistic and the impossible and the secrets to doing that um so yeah I think that's what I'm about right now and about doing with my clients is helping them to work towards things that are exciting and expansive um rather than like realistic and things that they feel like um they can achieve uh so yeah it's just like redefining like all of that like from from a place of like curiosity and just like a place of like what if that didn't have to be impossible like what if um I could have that because I that for me that's driven that's driven kind of everything because when I look at um so when I wrote my first book I have on my vision board which I'm looking at now um international best-selling author and I had on my screensaver for a long time best-selling author and that book was self-published like I had no idea like how I would how I would like turn it into like a bestseller like it just seemed kind of impossible like I just had the intention I kept within the intention let go of like how it would look or even if it would be with that book but for me like I knew that thing was mine and it seemed impossible like I got like like a D grade like an English lit like I never saw myself writing a book when I was 22 it just seemed like crazy um but that was what I wanted it was like an unrealistic goal um and that book like it's not I don't think it would be a bestseller but then um I attracted this opportunity to work with a New York publisher and the goal is to like take it to a bestseller and it, like it just seems like I'm not there yet but it seems way more possible just because I kept that intention within my heart so that's an example of like like an unrealistic goal like being made manifest and just really breaking down that process um yeah really breaking down that process of, of how we can do that is what excites me right now and just yeah working towards goals in an exciting way yeah absolutely and I love what you're saying too in that children you know they're asked what do you want to be when you grow up and there's never really a doubt in their mind they're like I'm gonna do this because why not and we seem to lose that as we get older so Mm -hmm. having those unrealistic goals it's I absolutely love that so much so what does it mean then to you to consciously create this stuff? So to consciously manifest the things that you're calling in the book that you've written, all of Mm -hmm. that, what does it mean for you to consciously create? Yeah, I love this question. Um, I think it's to do it from a place of who I am and not what's going on on the outside. Cause I think so often like we create based on what we can see um, and we create based on quote unquote reality um but for me to create consciously is to create from an inward place of what's calling Mayfair forward like what does my soul feel like and then doing it from that space um and that goes to everything from like content creating so instead of thinking oh like what's the trend or like you know what are other coaches doing right now that's really working asking myself what's really real for you right now Mayfair and then going um from that place and I always find my posts that I do when I'm in that place always carry the most weight um and then it goes down up to the bigger things like if it's writing a book again it's what do I feel like creating right now not what's going on in my life am I doing a degree am I doing this am I doing that it's what's calling me forward and then trusting that if that thing is calling me forward I trust that everything else will move (laughs) to facilitate that 
so yeah that's what it's for me I love that there's such a high level of authenticity there and Mm. I think authenticity is almost the root of everything yes so I have one final question for you and that is what is the number one thing that you think we can do today to nurture our creativity this is juicy to you Mm -hmm. Not one thing we can do to nurture creativity. Set a goal that doesn't matter to you. Like that, like kind of just doesn't really matter and watch it manifest. So for me, it was, um, I set the goal to to learn how to do a headstand. Um, And it seemed like a a small thing, but like, let's set the goal to learn how to do a headstand. And I learned to do it. And to me, that just felt so like, it facilitated so much other creativity. It sounds like stupid, but after that, like I started my YouTube channel and just so many other things, because I think like when we pick a simple thing, like, okay, cool. Um, let me set this thing out and then watch it manifest. We step into creation. Cause like I said, like goal setting is an act of creation. Um, so just set a goal that kind of doesn't really matter, but would like, it's still fun. Like basically set yourself like a fun goal that doesn't feel like it stretches too much of your manifestation muscles. Um, and then just do it yeah that will really really work on your creativity I love that I absolutely love that I think I'm gonna go sit down and write down a couple of those now (laughs) (laughs) I cannot thank you enough for coming and doing this interview I have gotten so much out of this I'm gonna have to listen again and write down a hundred thousand notes Uh, you've shared some really juicy tips and I hope that the listeners have gotten so much out of this because I know that I have so Mm -hmm. thank you so much for joining me today you're welcome it's been an absolute pleasure and it's like 6am for me so it's been like the most high vibe way I could start my day so thank you (laughs) what what's the rest of your day looking like from here so today I'm going to spend like an hour and just of writing kind of what I'm grateful for like praying reading head off to the gym come back I have a lecture study um and then a client call later sounds like a pretty good day yeah how amazing was that I am so grateful to have had Mayfair come on and share all about her zone of genius you can find all of the details and her social channels in the show notes And while I have you here, I would love to extend the invitation for you to come and join us in the Creatress Collective. It's the most beautiful, gorgeous, collaborative community of creatives, and we all get to share ideas, support each other, share little love notes, so much more. So be sure to check that out. Thank you so much for being here today and devoting this time. I appreciate your presence like you wouldn't believe. If you loved this episode, and I sincerely hope you did, don't forget to hit subscribe in iTunes. And if you feel called, please leave a review or share this on your social feed of choice. My favorite, of course, is Instagram, and you will find me there as at Yen Ceramics. And for all the resources mentioned in this episode, love notes and updates on what I have on offer, you can head over to my website, www.yenceramics.com.au. Have a beautiful day or evening wherever you are in the world. Until next time, ciao!